Hey guys, welcome back to the 1000 Lions Gaming Podcast. Uh, I'm Bubba and I'm here with Caleb from Contender Esports and we're going to be talking today a little bit about um, uh, kind of his business model and how he uh, uh, how he interacts and gets people into his business and also we're going to talk about the, the overall ecosystem of gaming and what that means for the future generations and the future of the gaming industry. <laughs> Welcome to the 1000 Lions podcast, meeting at the intersection of gaming, life and memes, featuring Bubba of the Zoo, Johnny 1000 and Kirk Esteem. So Caleb, uh, thanks, thanks for coming back. Uh, I know that we've already, you've already talked and kind of introduced your business, Contender Esports and Carry, and uh, I, I want to ask you a little bit about how you, how do you convince people? So, you know, you have a facility, you have computers, you have uh, Xboxes, PlayStations, Switches, uh, you, you have all these things. How do you convince kids that likely have these gaming setups at home to come in and, and pay you to play these games at your facility? Like, what does that look like? Well, that's something we noticed just a couple months in business. And I realized that people needed a reason to actually come out and play games. It's like, okay. I'm a system at home, so why would I go and pay you to play there? And like occasionally, somebody like, oh, I just want to get out of the house. Well, I mean, I can't make a business model off of somebody wanting to get out of the house. Sometimes parents would drop their kids off, you know, and they would go to one of the restaurants nearby. Well, then at the market for the restaurant, in order to make sure that parents are going there with their kids. And so the way we actually do that is, you know, the reasons. What reasons people come? Birthday parties, tournaments getting coached and trained so workshops teams camps all those and that was the thing you know when we first opened parents like oh y'all have track of camps y'all for birthday parties and so we realized it's about offering that and within these that we do yes they come and play games it's with the coach they get instructional coaching throughout and you know we work on the healthy gaming habits the character and life skills building because we all know especially you know with the whole zoom that happened where everyone's working from home sitting down all day, not eating, not really getting up, is not very healthy for you. And, you know, a lot of people, especially gamers, when they actually move their hands pretty fast, can get hand, wrist, forearm injuries, like carpal tunnel is pretty popular. And we've had people just, they've been obviously older in their 20s and 30s, playing games randomly just scream about, because, you know, they got a cramp in their forearm. or And then, so our goal is to teach the kids, take the breaks drink water, you know, showing the hand stretches they, they need to do to keep their bias healthy. It's just like in a traditional sport. I mean, two people train, one person does the proper recovery, that person stays healthy, the other person gets injured. So, uh, 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 going, going back just a little bit, so uh, what, what are some obstacles that you had? Like, like uh, I mean, when I, was, when I was a kid, you know, one of the things that you were always like, it's like you, you can't make it, uh, you, you go to play games and your mom's like, pause that game you're like i can't pause it mom and you, you know he's, you, know, you get this big argument and then he's like well you know there's never gonna be a job in gaming you know and that's you know that's getting to be less and less true yeah you know, what are some obstacles that, like uh, do you have any like memorable conversations with parents or with like other business owners as you start to say you know hey we're trying to get kids in here to play video games like, like what does that look like well yeah so obviously covid was an obstacle but besides that i honestly don't think that was the biggest hurdle I really think it was the offerings because we didn't move into the workshops and teams camps model until after really after the new year's when we really started pushing that and the main thing about it is that the parents simply just don't know 
and in it's like anything else. I mean, if you don't know, if you aren't educated about it, they don't know that people are making millions. It's like, yeah, my child's watching people play video games. They don't realize that YouTube was making $3 million a year. I mean, they don't, don't aren't aware. Like, the, I tell some parents, oh, yeah, this person made X amount of money playing. Like, really? Like, people can make us. Yeah, you can go pro at 13. You can get a college scholarship. And what we really realized was, which I knew this before opening, that we were in the business of educating parents. And because... If, I mean, like you yourself know, but the majority of parents don't know now that the parents, you know, in their early 30s starting to have kids, like they know, but a lot of people didn't know. And so at, when the parents, they just don't know, like, wow, this is wild. And we show the whole esports career path. Like my dad personally, he grew up playing like the Pac-Man and Space Invaders, those type of games. And that led him to major in computer science at the Naval Academy because he wanted to learn, you know, about how these games, you know, were made awesome. and the coding aspects of it. And so when parents realize that a lot of these people that are getting into IT and coding, meaning that they're actually taking interest in gaming. And now that there's a whole competitive scene and there's a player aspect, there's also work in the industry. These teams, they have travel agents, they have photographers, they have, you know, cameramen and the amount of people, it's a live event venue that they're at. So the people working those events, they have administrative, they have finance, they have, you know, accounting, legal. And so all those aspects, it's just a normal industry. Everything that you have, and we incorporate it. But the thing is, they get to work in an industry that they're more passionate about. I, I think it's crazy. I, uh, uh, it's really interesting the the way that the gaming ecosystem is uh, kind of evolving, and it, it kind of moves right into the, the the next topic that I wanted to get into, which is uh, you know just the the nature of gaming has changed so much uh, in the last five years, the last ten years, the last fifteen years. You know, uh, you know, again, I remember when I was kidding you, know, the idea that you could have a career in gaming, there was one option. I was gonna be a developer, like actually making games, right? Like, that, was, that was it. Maybe, maybe ten years ago, you had you had some pro teams. You might have had, uh, you know, a Call of Duty or uh, you know, Halo pro teams, something along those lines. But like now, I mean, I think about you. Know, you you have a career in gaming, right? Like that's is that fair to say? Correct. You, you have a career in gaming. You're not a pro gamer. You're not a pro gamer, but you have played on a quasi pro team, maybe. Sorta. Yeah, I played with yeah. Caleb, Caleb's a, uh, a FIFA pro, played in a uh, pro FIFA tournament last year. Yeah. Kind of a big deal. Got destroyed, but, you know. <laughs> it's not that you're not there. You played in the tournament, okay? You were there. That's right, yeah. If there were jerseys issued, your name was on it. That's all that matters. Correct. Uh, but, you know, you're not you're not a pro gamer, and you're not a game developer. Uh, but you have, a, you have a career in gaming. And I, I've started to see a lot of things that are popping up. Uh, I was part of... Uh, uh, a, a website called CrowdJump, which is like it's almost like a Facebook version of like a gaming community. Uh, right now, there's an app called Hover that's out there where like you have a, a group of developers and people that are trying to build community. It's like a TikTok for gaming clips. Uh, and then there's all I mean, Athenascope. Have you seen Athenascope? I haven't. Uh, uh, there, there are a lot of like things. There's like Athenascope and there's a Step Ladder. There, there are a lot of websites that are clearly developed around gamers. Where Athenascope, what you do is you essentially put in like your Twitch. Uh, you put in your Twitch username and it will go through and scrub your bots and look for highlights. Like it automatically pulls clips. So you don't have to go back and watch and like reclip all of your things. It does it automatically. I need to get a look into that. Uh, it's, it's incredible. Uh, there's a, an app called Stepladder that takes, uh, have you ever posted on TikTok? I haven't. So, so the biggest problem on TikTok is like everything's supposed to be vertical, okay. but like everything you record is horizontal. So uh, Stepladder goes through and it, it takes your face cam and puts it at the top of the screen and then puts like that allows you to figure out like what's I mean, it's crazy all of like so i mean there's an entire there's a booming ecosystem of people that aren't creating games and they're not 
they're also not uh, playing games. Like you have, you have whole new careers that are being built out of gaming. What do you think's like? What do you think's next? I, you, know, I, you know, so you have uh, you have this stuff. You mentioned finance. You mentioned you mentioned uh, production. You know, we talked about content creation, where you know making YouTube videos, podcasts. Uh, the 1000 Lines Gaming Podcast available on Spotify, YouTube, and anywhere else that you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe. But, you know, uh, yeah, I, mean, I mean, this stuff is, you know, they're everywhere at this point. Um, but, like, what, what else, like, what else do you think is out there? Well, I mean, it's pretty much like how every other industry is, you know, like Airbnb. A lot of people don't know that a company actually attempted that a couple years before Airbnb and they failed. And that the reason why Airbnb was the most successful was because it was around the, the 2008 housing bubble and then all these realtors and people that are looking for ways to make money off the homes, you know, because nobody wanted to buy them. And so that's one thing that really did boost and help them. But within anything, you know, especially in the tech world, there's always going to be, you know, the next new thing. And then it's, I mean, 99% of the companies fail that, you know, come out there. And then some are, you know, really good. For instance, we have Facebook, which is phenomenal. And then, but there's also, you know, 30 other companies that attempted something like that that, you know, we don't even know about. All right, all right, MySpace. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I never used that. Uh, yeah, it was before my time. But it's essentially a, I mean, it's a business. You know, like they have this, you know, VC funding and, you know, it's deceiving because when you get 30 million funding and you're living in penthouse suites and all of a sudden you hear one day, you know, the company goes un under. I mean, it's like Discord, you know, is one that has done phenomenal, has been very successful and that, you know, I'm sure there's been plenty of other apps like that that people have attempted to make and they've just gone bust. And so, you know, really, and I mentioned the whole like finance, accounting, legal, when somebody understands is more passionate about something, they're better suited, you know, for you. Because for instance, I mean, I mean like our bookkeeper, like the we at Switch New Ones going to the new year and she's phenomenal. She goes through, she works down the numbers, she finds ways that we can save money. She's like, oh, you can better, you know, spend money here. And her son actually comes and participates, you know, in one of our programs. And the thing is, you know, She's a mom, a parent, you know, a customer, and she understands it from, you know, that viewpoint. And obviously, if you're, you know, in real estate, if you're accountant and attorney, me and, you know, admin, whoever else, like, have a background, history in real estate and understand that, you're more likely to be successful because, I mean, one person, no matter how smart you are, you're going to miss stuff. You're not going to recognize. You're not going to think of certain things. You have to have, you know, that proper team around you so that even within esports and gaming i know there was a story of one company now i'm trying to remember what the company was the janitor saved them thousands of dollars a year because he had told them he said well y'all have all these machines that are working no people in he says you only need the lights on when there are people in here and they literally just had the lights on all day when there was just machines there working and they said they saved thousands of dollars. They didn't have to lay anybody off or they had to come up with a new strategic plan. They were able to save thousands of dollars. And like, as a janitor, who would think that, oh, a janitor would be the person saving the company thousands of dollars? But, you know, he was. How do you get to a spot? Like, uh, how, how, do, how do kids receive uh, you know, so I'm, I'm guessing kids, you know, kids come in and, and you, you start talking about careers. So like, that's cool, man. I want to play games. Like, have you, have you had any, any, like, any specific interactions with like, kids where, like, they're, uh, like after hearing about like other options or like the, the things that were like the kids seem to really like be interested in like next steps or in other stuff or, or is, is it mostly like I know you, you're, you're, you're fairly new to it. are you still just kind of like introducing the ideas and you know kind of hoping that seeds take root later well we are introducing ideas and one thing we do games like Minecraft and Roblox you can teach you know 
coding and video game design through those games. So we use that to, uh, you know, show them it. And then also we're planning, I mean, within workshops and camps to, because right now they're all game-based, but then they're off, you know, PC building, coding, you know, and other, like, maybe IT show different teach in streaming show different things you know that involve in the esports or in gaming industry all industries you know or video editing which is a cross industry you know skill that someone can learn and it's really about getting them in it getting the, the passion and love for it because you know the majority of people that are you know major in sports management and that work for sports teams what athletes themselves and like and enjoy sports. And so it's about taking that, you know, we talk about the character life skills, but because obviously kids like seven, eight years old, it, it, they're not thinking about the career that at that time. But, you know, when kids are more so you know, about eighth grade going into high school, that's when the parents are really thinking. Also, we're offering internships as well to teach them, you know, working in the industry, you know, other skills that actually happen. So we're bringing it out there and offering it to them. This is about the different steps. You know, you got to get them hooked on the first thing. It's like, when I was five years old, start playing soccer. I mean, well, my parents, when I was like three, they were like, you're getting a college scholarship. But most parents aren't like that. They just put their kids in it for the fun of it. And then, you know, they see, you know, where it takes them. So, and that, that's essentially what we're looking at. The main thing is get them to have fun, get them to try and test different things out and to see, you know, what do they want to move forward with in life. So. How many kids? Uh, how, how many kids each week come in and uh, talk to you about wanting to join Face Clan or talk to you about wanting to join a hundred? Like, like, do you have any kids that are like, man, I want to like, like, like what I want to do right now is be part of the gaming org? So, honestly, not really. I mean, it, it's in everyone wants to be, you know, a pro game, just like in sports, everyone wants to be a pro athlete, and then at some point they learn that's not realistic. So far, we've had two people come through that actually were. 100% serious, willing to put the work, dedicate the time, energy that it took to, you know, become a pro gamer. And, you know, other ones, it's like more so of a fantasy type of thing. I'm like, okay, do you fantasize about it? Do you actually legit want to be a pro? Because, like, yeah, I want to be a pro gamer. Like, I fantasize about it and stuff, but I know for a fact it's never going to happen. And so, well, really with that, it's, they have to understand what it's like and what it truly takes. And like, you know, last episode mentioned that I played, you know, pro soccer over in Germany. Well, okay, yeah, I was not making Cristiano Ronaldo money. And that's what a lot of people need to understand. And that a lot of times you get their stream or coach on the side of me. I know for the local soccer team, North Carolina C, you know, when I was growing up and they had some of the lowest salaries in the leagues, I mean, people were making like 15000 20000 a year, you know, they had to coach on the side and do other things, you know, to generate enough income to actually live off of. And so a lot of gamers don't realize that it's like, yeah, you have to play and you have to stream. And then a lot of teams, their contract is actually paid for by a sponsor. But then if you're, you know, 800 bucks a month is paid for by a sponsor, well, you're working, you know, five, 10 hours a week for that sponsor as well. So you're, they're pretty much paying you for work. And on top of that, you're playing in a game. And then you have to go do streaming and content creation and all that. And, you know, professional careers and anything, like any entertainment, like music or, you know, gaming, sports, Careers are short, like two years. They, you know, I mean, four or five years is a long career, and that very few people, you know, get to that ten-year mark. Absolutely. So, uh, I, I know right now, like, like uh, it, it seems like there's a uh, there's like a lot of interest, or uh, maybe not interest, but there, there seems to be a, a lot of uh, uh, news and rumblings around, like, you know, uh, getting signed and like the the idea of you know these 
esport organizations or these you know these gaming orgs you know with um uh the valuation of hundred thieves came out you know not too long ago and it's like man that's crazy and uh you, uh, you know you, you obviously have phase and you have you know luminosity you, you've got like, a lot of these bigger things um do you notice like on a local level is, is there anybody that ever comes up and you're like you know i want to start a gaming order or i want like uh you know do they come to you like looking for talent or like what's that what does that look like oh yeah so absolutely i mean everyone where they like looks cool and they all want to start orgs and what have we noticed with most people starting orgs is they see the industry they see it's booming you know the money that's being generated and here's what they like to say the players that make money play for the teams that lose money in tournaments you know or like, well first of all the players play games but the gaming companies make money me as well and then the tournaments the tournament organizers lose money you know most the gaming companies that do it like ryan epic do it as a marketing tactic and you know and it's consumed by fans and so a lot of people do come to me because they're just investors you know they're looking when you're an investor it's like you go around you invest in like stock market and different hedge funds or vcs wherever it might be because you're looking you know return on your money and so a lot of them when they come to me i'm like well do you know how much money they lose and all you know this stuff and most of them don't and that's actually you know a pretty much that's you know a trap that a lot of people are getting into and when most of these teams start they're just like they realize like oh shoot we're losing money and it's like i have a friend he does apparel they did it for football and lacrosse and they started doing esports they started a team they just did it the team for the fun of it like they you know knew they were going to lose money off the team and they've actually done they've done a pair for us and i've connected them with two other orgs you know that have been looking for apparel so you know that's their business is the apparel and a lot of times like what we're seeing a common trend you know cloud nine now getting into coaching you know i really think that they're looking now to other things you know as in other industries as income streams because they realize the team that may or may not work out especially when like the nfl their goal is to make money yeah the epic games riot you know all those you know ubisoft their goal is, is to make money but they make the money through skins not through you know tv rights and sponsorships for their league oh yeah it, and you, you notice that i mean really uh fortnite in particular i mean you had a lot of esports like a lot of the gaming orgs i mean they pull out of fortnite real oh quick, I mean, it makes zero sense i was wondering why people would ever do it i'm like what benefit does it serve i'm like and the thing is too about you know sponsorships and prize money is like huge and the thing is if you have a team and you know if just say you have like a 50 percent goes to players 50 percent comes to the org and then like the players realize oh wait well we won ten thousand dollars but they got five thousand that he's only paying us you know a thousand each and say it's rocket league like we could be making more if we weren't part of this org and so unless you're getting them sponsorship or something else in that yeah so then that's the real challenging part and what a lot of people don't know is that it, do you know what the number one income stream is for professional sports leagues like NFL, you know, uh, NBA? I'm guessing TV rights. Yeah, that's right. Most people think it's like sponsorships, but it, people don't know it's actually TV rights. And so, and plus too, you know, tickets and merchandise as well, or and concessions are a huge thing. I know, like, or when the PNC arena, they were saying that during the time they were making fifty thousand dollars on a Saturday night. You know, pre-COVID. It, that's just off concessions. It was a quarter mil that they'll be making. And so, you know, esports, well, if you only have 300 people go to watch a competition, I mean, you're only going to make a couple thousand dollars yeah. and you have to pay for the event. So it's all this stuff. There's no TV rights. And Riot's going to put it out there for free to watch. Why? Because they want people consuming it because they want people buying the skins. 
they're not going to make people pay to watch it because if you have to pay to watch it, then that means less people might be playing, which means less people might be making purchases in game. So what's the secret? So what's the secret sauce of like a like like how does a phase you know uh, make money? You know, I mean, because you have phase, you have hundred thieves. Uh, Kungarna is a smaller one that seems to be growing. Uh, Luminosity seems to be doing well. like like so. You, there are some that seem to have like figured it out. Like what what do you think those ones are doing that? the other ones are like is it just because they're starting with more capital or is it just yeah give me a hundred mil i'll do the same thing i mean <laughs> it doesn't take that much skill like you know i was listening to something by gary v once i said it doesn't take that much skill to lose four million dollars a year like no anybody can really do that and so like you see these team houses and things like that now one thing i actually was thinking you know we were, we were talking was that all these teams, you know, most of them are based in like New York, California, like these, like this area is getting more expensive. It's still dirt cheap compared to those areas. And so we we're saying, well, if you start a team here, you can pay the players, you know, 20% less, put them in a house the same size or larger for, you know, 30, 40% less. And, you know, even though they're making, you know, like a guy said, he got offered a job over in California. So it's like LA for 100,000. He's like, that's like 30,000 a year. Why would I go and do that? Well, you know, they come here and you could pay them, you know, 80000 It's a $20,000 pay cut, but great, they're great. You know, this, that's a whole, that's a good amount of money here as opposed to like 100000 is nothing over in LA. You have $80,000, but you get to live in a house. Yeah, oh, yeah. And that's the thing. And, like, and so the main thing is, you know, looking for areas, you know, and ooh, that, you know, are better, you know, and... Ooh, and not like everybody, it's this whole thing of looking cool now, not necessarily of uh, making money. And so you have to, when you start, you have to start it from a, we're doing this to make money standpoint and looking at all avenues in terms of sponsorship and, you know, tournament organizing, anything like that. And if you can be like a cloud nine, like if you can create something like IMG, you know, but for esports and gaming, that can be an excellent way to help fund, you know, the esports or that's going on until it's figured out, you know, whether it's five, 10, 20, or however, who knows how long years from now. But whenever the timing's right for the next Facebook to come up, right? Correct. Like the, the Facebook of gaming works. Yeah. That makes sense. But all right. Well, Caleb, thank you very much. Uh, that's going to be it for the uh, 1000 Lions Gaming Podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, make sure you go check out Contender Esports on all of their socials here on Instagram, Twitter, everything. everything. Contender carries everything. ContenderCarry.com is the website. All right. Uh, don't forget to like. Uh, don't forget to like the video or like the podcast. Go ahead and subscribe. Thank you guys. Appreciate you. See you later.